Hello again, small but mighty How We Work family. I appreciate you listening to another episode of the podcast. This is Iso. I'm currently down in Mexico for a couple of weeks, down in Baja. I actually went swimming with whale sharks yesterday, which is a pretty epic experience. Um, yeah, just kind of getting away for a little bit. Super beautiful down here. Very windy today. If you hear any wind in the background... I guess there was a hurricane that passed not too far from here. So that might be where it's coming from. So we have a really good episode for you today. I interview Cynthia Field, AKA Marine Eyes, who's a woman that I've known for a really long time and who is a really amazing ambient music musician. Uh, I worked with Cynthia years ago. Uh, she used to help me with my underground dinners, just really super organized, really sweet, amazing with people. Just a really nice person. It was a really good experience working with her. And we recently got back in touch and I found out that she is now a working musician, which is really amazing. I think that for a lot of us, we believe that music is something you either start doing when you're in high school or you never do it. You know, you got to kind of make it big. And I think what's amazing about this moment in history is that there are so many outlets for your music that you can kind of make it whenever. Something that's really special about this episode too is it's actually a collaboration with me and Marine Eyes. Uh, she actually did the background music. So any music you hear in this episode is actually hers. So I recorded and edited the episode, sent it to her, and then she put in music where she thought it would, would kind of augment and help out the piece. So I really, I really love what she did. So I'll leave it to her to tell you her story. But I think what really struck me about what she's done is she's really intentionally built this community of other musicians around her that's allowed her to get her music out even more and more. And I think that for anyone who wants to start anything, you know, be it a music career or a business or any kind of project, I think a lot of the things she talks about are really useful. You know, like she's really intentional about building this community, really intentional about getting her stuff out, really intentional about the way she thinks about what she does. And we also share at one point a kind of embarrassing way that we both stay mentally stable in hard times. Um, it was something I mentioned and she does the same thing, which is really amazing. So I'll leave it at that. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. And thank you so much. So we've known each other for a very long time, and we're just catching up a bit before, um, but I haven't seen each other in a really long time. Definitely. So can you tell me and everyone what you've been up to in the last several years? Yeah. Um, well, especially in the last three years, I've definitely gotten really involved with, with sharing my music and with being involved uh, within the ambient music community and working with uh, ambient record label called Past Inside the Present, which is out of Indiana uh, with some close friends and also musicians. When I knew you back in those, you know, late 2000s, I was definitely writing music and very involved with it, but I wasn't really sharing it very much. And so it wasn't until I met my husband in 2014 that I started to flesh out these ideas and record them. Um, because within six weeks of the two of us meeting, 
we had like a little EP um, of our own that we had written. And he's been in the music industry his whole adult life. And so he's also been releasing music since the early 90s in many different genres. You know, he started with ambient, but did a lot of electronics. So once, you know, once 2020 hit, we released a record of ours. Um, we go by Awakened Souls, our project name. And that album is called How We Heal, which is kind of funny since you're how we work. Um, and that record really just inspired both of us to keep sharing and then really became the birthplace of me wanting to start recording my own music. And then in 2021, I released my first record um, under the name Marine Eyes. And yeah, it's just been, it's been a beautiful unfolding and something that has been incredible these last few years. So yeah, I'm just keep, I'm keeping with it. That's a, I mean, that's just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. No, we, um, we can go from there. I mean, because yeah. I think I'm really fascinated by that. I think that there are a lot of people, who, and myself included, actually, I would really like to make music and kind of like make it a little bit on my own and don't share mm -hmm. it with anybody. Mm -hmm. um, but just that, that jump from being interested in it, kind of doing it a little bit on your own to really like sharing it, getting it out there, starting a group, and kind of supporting yourself with it like mm -hmm. like what are the steps like really like what are the steps you take to get there wow um yeah no it's hard but i think really yeah. like you know kind of like step by step in a way um i mean like how i did you make it happen um i've definitely been lucky enough to have had some placements as an independent artist you know a lot of this is done through through record labels with, with wider reach, you know, um, that has been a big source of how it's been able to become part-time work for me. It's also about just being, being consistent and sharing. Impressive. And um, I just finished my third record, which will be out next year. Um, so, you know, once you do that, there's just all these different, there's all these different parts of the process. And I know you know this with all of the many things that you've started that there's that process of the creation and that feeling of it and then the um, the feeling that comes after. So, um, you know, there's all these different things I have my hands in right now and I just feel really lucky to be able to be exploring those and sharing them, you know? Yeah, it sounds, um, yeah, it sounds really, yeah, it sounds really satisfying. It feels like to spend, yeah, your full time kind of creating your own art is a dream that a lot of people have, right? Um, but there are all these things that go along with it, you know, mm -hmm. like all these things you're talking about. And I kind of want to dig into some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, the kind of creation, the, like the spark of creation is, is one small part of it. And then there are all these other kind of steps to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, could you talk a little bit about like, I'm really interested in just like you talking shop a little bit about this stuff yeah. too. Yeah, like the, um, could you talk a little bit about the importance of the Spotify playlists you were talking about before or just like the streaming playlists? Well, yeah, because it's definitely not just through Spotify. Um, that's a part of music right now. And I'm not sure if you see this, but, you know, there are you know people who are vocally disappointed about you know, the state of it. And of course, you know, I mean, I do use streaming a lot um, to find new artists, to listen to music. But I mean, are you even aware of Bandcamp? Have you heard of Bandcamp? 
yeah, a little bit. I think mm-hmm. I met the guy who started it. But yeah, you want to talk about what it is? So, I mean, as an independent artist, Bandcamp is super important to me. So before even talking about streaming, you know, I definitely want to bring bring that up because and through the record label that I work with, we that's how we get our music out to the world. That's a place where you can buy merchandise. It's just a wonderful hub for the community to, you know, you get you get to have your own little collection of albums that you've purchased and supported and you can write comments about how the record made you feel. And, you know, to receive those as an artist, I would say that's such an incredible gift um, when somebody takes the time to write like a little review and then you get to see it. Um, so there's just this whole beautiful aspect to what Bandcamp is. Um, but, um, you know, that is a place where you can have a lot of true fans in a certain way, you know, that are your supporters that, you know, can go, if you're going to randomly drop a song that you can count on that will be there and that that are your, you know, that are your fans. It's much different when you turn that into streaming. You know, you don't have Mm -hmm. direct direct knowledge of who your fans are. You're not really sending them physical product. And, um, you know, every time I'm releasing a record, I definitely have been doing physical products with it, vinyl um, or CD. So that being said, I've had some lovely people reach out to me through streaming, you know, and have shared with me, you know, I found your song um, through, you know, this streaming app. And I had someone reach out to me to say they've been using my music and their tea ceremonies in Bali. And that just blew me away. Like I, I definitely am working with, with what it means, you know, and it's unpredictable. Like I was saying, you know, because you can be put on a playlist and maybe make a few hundred dollars a month off of one song being on a certain thing. And then it could get taken away at any point, you know? So it's unpredictable. You don't, you don't know. So you just have to be really aware of the ebbs and flows that come with it. But yeah. as one song gets taken off, another could get put on and you can be sharing your music. And so is the flow of life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, totally. So, Just- yeah. Um, but if you're relying on it, it's it's not something that you can always rely on, you know, exclusively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's a really it's a smart way to approach it. It mm-hmm. feels like a situation a lot of creative people are in right now in in every different venue it's like so much of people's creativity is consumed on these platforms that they get no they don't own any any of the interaction right like the platform owns the interaction and kind of like owns your community so it's like own like like i've i've said this a lot actually like my email list is like by far the most valuable thing i own and that's because it's like made up of people like my kind of like true fans, right? Um, oh, and and so I, like Bandcamp is yeah. similar, right? Yes, it is. And I know firsthand about your email list because I would actually, you know, help gather your emails uh, early, yeah. early, early on. And it was just like the most valuable, you know, that list just grew. It has supported it, me for yeah. the last 15 years. That's so incredible. It's wild. Yeah. And it's yeah. so cool. And what's cool about it is like, like I use my email list in a way that I've actually never seen another business doing, which makes mm-hmm. me feel kind of unprofessional sometimes. But basically, <laughs> like anything that I'm interested in, any new project or new like a business idea or new kind mm-hmm. of, you know, I'm going to start this petition soon, I think, on it. 
um, I just send out to that list, right? And so basically it's just like people who know about my stuff. And I'm sure that's true with Bandcamp too. Those are like your, you ever hear the idea of uh, like a thousand true fans? Oh, yes. I think like, about all you that need, often. Yeah, all you need is those like thousand people who are really behind you. Mm-hmm. And you can make your whole life like being creative. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's really smart to like tap into Bandcamp and kind of cultivate that. Definitely. Yeah. And then if there are people, you know, that reach out to me that have um, found me through streaming or something like that, then I want to make the personal connection and like pass on my Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something you said I'm really interested in before, uh, like the way you cultivate people to reach out to you, like that personal connection. I mean, even so something I wanted to say is that you were incredibly responsive through this process, like I reached out and said, oh, do you want to be on the podcast? You respond immediately. You sent me this mm-hmm. email with like projects you're working on and like things that you'd like to talk about. And I think that that is actually like a really, a much larger part of success in like any creative field than people give it um, credit for is the like, and like what you were talking about before, like reaching out personally to people mm-hmm. who are um who show interest in your music can you talk more about kind of like how you do that because i think it's a really really valuable skill well i definitely think that that comes from my past of what you know which before i was really in music i was in the food industry and was an assistant for chefs and you know that was you know that's just ingrained in me um to 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 be good at following up on things that are important to me you know I always say that one of my bedrock, you know, bedrock Cynthia sayings is, you know, friendly persistence is one of the keys to life. I also just, I think, comes from how I was raised. You know, I saw my mom and dad have had their own comic book business in the Bay Area for 35 years now. And, you know, growing up and seeing how they communicated with others and being prompt and everything. Like, I definitely think that has a part in why I am the way that I am. Um, and also just that I, I value others, period. You know, I, and if somebody's making the, the effort to reach out, um, you know, I want to say thank you. I had someone reach out to me saying they listen to my album a lot with their newborn baby in their arms. Like, of course I want to respond to that uh-huh, immediately. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. most beautiful thing. I, I mean, it's just like, it really just moves me so much. Uh, I don't take it for granted at all. Like it, and it also just inspires me to, to keep sharing and, you know, also professionalism. Uh, you know, I, I love being on top of what I'm passionate about. So I'm going to respond <laughs> if you break it down too, you know? Yeah, totally. No, it's just the right thing. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's undervalued. I mean, there's a lot in there I want to talk about, but I think mm-hmm. even the the just kind of professionalism side of it is undervalued. Like mm-hmm. just getting back, like I feel like half the articles that I've ever been in are just because I responded first to the reporter, oh, you know, completely. Like, completely. I just like responded quickly and, and like, and I was easy to deal with. So they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Like, let's just go with this guy. Um, <laughs> like, right. But also yeah. like, I, I really like what you said about gratitude though. Cause I think that that is like, it's so important to keep it front of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause it's like, Especially with, so say you're trying to promote yourself on Instagram, there's all these people that are kind of reaching out, um, but you don't know any of them. So it's like really impersonal. So they start to just kind of feel like numbers. Um, Yeah, I just think like keeping front of mind, just being super grateful that anybody's interested in what I'm doing at all. 
is something mm-hmm. that is really important, right? I mean, it's funny, actually, like the way we got back in touch is from an email that I sent out. I know. To my list about yep. how, because I really just had this moment. I was clearing my inbox of just like mm-hmm. all this crap that I didn't look mm-hmm. at. And I just had this moment where I was like amazed that anyone opens my emails at all. Right? Like, yeah. And I think that's a, <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a nice way to think about it. Like, just be grateful that anyone is paying attention at all. Because mm-hmm. there's so many things Completely. for them to be paying attention to. Like, mm-hmm. And it's so overwhelming. And there's so many huge brands and for you, like huge musicians who are mm-hmm. kind of drawing their attention. Mm-hmm. And so like, how nice is it that they, like someone listened to your song and it was touched so much that they like wanted to send this email to you about the ex- mm-hmm. experience they had. It's like, it's really, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? And I love that you, you, think, you think about that. You focus on that. Yeah. And it sounds like you do too, which is so cool. You know, it's, and that's, I think that that also just kind of goes back to you're, you're doing like, well, both of us are doing what we love. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, if, if it wasn't something that was so close to our hearts, it might hit different, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I'll talk to my kids about this too, of just like, you know, we can as humans have like our little fuel tanks and we can be drained and we can be filled up. And when those little things happen, it's definitely like, you know, like these little, like keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I literally have a folder on my computer it's called the good folder. This is a little embarrassing, but I'll share it. It's called it's called the good folder. Yes. And when I get an email or like a message from somebody, it's just like so sweet, you know, because every once in a while yeah. I get these messages that are just like so amazing and make me feel so good about what I'm doing. I actually like put it in the good folder. Oh. And the idea is, and I don't check it often actually. But kind of the idea is that okay, if I'm feeling really bad about what I'm doing or like just really drained and just feel like, what's the point? I go to the good folder and I can remind myself, you know? I have the, I have the good envelope. Okay. (laughs) So I have the exact same thing, which is an an envelope that I have in my closet by my clothes that I have like kind of pinned up. And if there's something like really sweet, it's, you know, also like little, little notes from the kids or like from friends or, you know, even if something really special like was sent my way, um, you know, like what I've been talking about, then I can put that in there. And then it's like, it's my little reminder. Like if I'm just like, kind of like, oh, all right, you know, then I can go to my good envelope. So that's mm, so funny. That's funny. I it's have funny it too. The same thing. Yeah. I, have I wonder. It too. <laughs> I always thought, of, yeah, I mean, I, I, I might mention it on other <laughs> podcasts and see how many people actually have it. Cause I think it's something if you're doing like, cause there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of moments. It's like, I'll talk about even this podcast specifically. Like it's something I'm really excited about. I really want to do it. And then there are moments that I'm just like, what am I doing? Like what <laughs> business do I have doing this? Like who's going to listen? What's the point? Right? Like, you have these moments where like your energy, like it takes like a lot of, like it takes a lot of will to keep pushing forward, even though like maybe it's not going to work and like maybe mm-hmm. it's not a good idea and maybe people are going to think it's stupid, right? Like mm-hmm. I think it's important to set in place the things to help you keep moving forward. Definitely. You know, and I think for me, like, and for you, this, this folder. And, like, hey, it's, good, yeah. I know it's so funny. Um, yeah. And I mean, with what you're saying, like I, I have that happen that kind of imposter syndrome like I talk about it with um, you know my my friends through the label a lot that we all have these moments that 
that come up like before a release, especially or before something where we're like, is, you know, is this worth sharing, you know, or like you can kind of have those, those mean voices creep in. And so much of, I think, long-term creativity is, is learning how to just like have them hang out in their room, but not be the ones to take over, Mm. you know? Um, That's well said. And I had uh, my first live performances this last fall with um, the project with my husband, Awakened Souls. And I was, I was struggling before. I was really mm. like, oh, I don't, am, am I, basically, am I worthy? Is, is this even worth sharing, you know? And, and I had some, some really serious hurdles to climb of, you know, anxiety, like stage fright, that kind of thing. But I really worked with those voices and, and had them hang out, but they, I was like, you cannot take over, you know, you just can't be the ones that are in charge. Like, I know like deeply that I don't want you to be in charge. And so it was like kind of this, you know, inner conversation. And I think things like that can really help in moments like that. Um, and I did it and I felt wonderful about it. And it was also this process of just learning how to live with all of those sides because day to day, our different voices will come up in us, you know, some days, it will be lovely. And then other days will be really hard. And I think that's a huge part of being a creative in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no, yeah, I yeah. think yeah, it's really well put. And I actually love like the, I don't know what I want to call it, a technique of actually mm-hmm. imagining them in the room. Like mm-hmm. there's something because I think it's really easy to try to banish them, right? Like think, mm-hmm. think, oh, if I can just like get rid of the these feelings of doubt, then I'll be confident enough to do this project I've always wanted to do. But the reality is, you know, even the day before you're going on stage, they're there, like they're not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, so to like almost, yeah, physically think about them like, okay, they're like on the side of the stage. Yeah, they're like, in the they're audience right now. Yeah, like they're in the audience and they are, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of people in the audience. And that's another thing too, is like, kind of like, don't like speak to the the voices like speak to mm-hmm. all the people who are actually there to see you like they paid money to come see you right mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. there's something they're there for um, <laughs> so paying attention to that instead i think is yeah it's hard sometimes but so important yeah or else you just you paralyze yourself completely you know yeah and i think if you're ever going to do anything that's actually unique you're never going to be sure that you're doing it right you know mm-hmm. by like by definition it hasn't been done before um and so you oh, just yeah. gotta like trust and keep trying and like maybe you're gonna mess up and well and my make it my happen. Hus- oh definitely. And and my husband has helped me a lot with this because he is straight up New York, like he is a rebel, like whatever anybody says. It doesn't it just doesn't seem to phase him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so he's just like, just do your thing, you know. And now it's helped me, it's helped me know like I know not everyone will connect with what I do you know, and, and that's, that's okay. I'm totally like, I've come to a piece with that. You know, it's not like I expect everyone to, to be as interested in the music that I'm making um, as others or, or what I'm doing. Staying true and being authentic to what you're doing is going to present some community and then other people might not be interested and that's okay. (laughs) You know? No, I think that's, I think that's so smart too, right? Yeah, Yeah. Like, like speak to the people who will love it and ignore yeah. the people who won't um, mm-hmm. because no matter what you do, you know, 
there's a lot of people that don't like Coca-Cola and they're like, <laughs> but they're a billion dollar brand and, and exactly. most people do like them, right? It's like some people don't like sugary sweet water. Most people do, <laughs> but you know, like, uh, like even them, even something like that. Some people don't like, you know, foraging. Some outside. people don't like foraging. I don't know who those people are. I, I, know. I don't think Come they actually now. exist. Come on. I mean, <laughs> how can you not like? How, like some people don't even like going on a hiking trail. What? See, that's just crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. That That's a tough one to process, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, just kind of keep like, yeah, just like keep doing your thing. I think that's really good advice. Kind of keep your head down, like don't pay attention, but it's hard. And I think for me and seems like for you too, think you need like something to go back to, or even a thing that you know is there, right? Like, okay, you have a lot of confidence, but like there will be these moments and you know, you can kind of go back to your folder or to your husband. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have people in my life too. It's like, like you need that support. Like that support is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how it seems like a big part of kind of the life that you've created for yourself now has to do with the community that's around you and how like the support you get from the community and you're working on projects with different people in the community mm-hmm. and reaching out a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Like how like how intentional that's been? Kind of like doing the compilation, you you now have all these people who are who are kind of part of your community that mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll work with in different ways in the future. And I think that's such an important part of like any creative project is is building that community. Oh, completely. Um, and especially with, with ambient music, the community is, you know, there's like one degree of separation, I think, between most people. <laughs> there's a lot of small labels that are all supportive of other labels. And it's a really unique community in that sense. If you're releasing on this label, you could easily release on this label. And so that kind of just like breathes the community into a new, a new kind of, I guess, just a new space of, you know, everyone's kind of supporting one another. At least it, it, to me, it does feel like that in a lot of ways, um, that there's just like this one degree of, of that. Also, a lot of people are releasing a ton of music. I will say that. And then a lot of people will joke around um, that, you know, the $5 you spend on Bandcamp is like, it's like a circulating $5. Because <laughs> it's like, you spend it on somebody's album, and then they spend it on your album, yeah. and then they spend it on somebody else's album. And It's like and a rent so, party in the 60s, right? It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so funny. And, and doing this monthly mix series that I do, this Women of Ambient series, I've been able to um, get to know a lot of women within the community, which and it's, I think it's really great because a lot of times it can be um, a little daunting to meet new people, um, but there's this supportive nature to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, can you talk a little bit more about that project? Yeah, so um, when I started writing Ambient, you know, I would often be hearing people say, oh, there, there's not really any women, you know, creating ambient music. It's just not really common. And I disagreed with that. You know, I felt like, wait a second, there, there are a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of women that are making um, ambient music. And maybe they're not like, you know, usually the ones that you might see at the top of a playlist or something, um, or that are the, the first person that's mentioned if you bring up, you know, this genre of music. But I, I wanted to highlight a lot of the women that are creating music. And so, and for Women's Day back in 2021, I 
created this playlist, not necessarily with the intention to do it all the time, but um, it really was, it, it seemed at that moment, like people were really excited about it. Like, wow, this is great. There's like this, you know, this whole list of women. Um, and then I just was inspired to continue working on that. And so now every month I'm, you know, I'm keeping, um, keeping in touch with what's going on and I'm always finding new people to add um, to um, what is now, you know, I will add to um, a Spotify playlist, but I also, where I'll put together a mix um, and then share that on SoundCloud or, um, you know, and those are, those are really fun. So. Mm-hmm. I am actually really interested in getting your take as a musician on the kind of like current state of the amount of music, you know, cause like, I just feel like I've become a super passive listener mm. on Spotify because there's just an endless amount of amazing music being made right now. And on the one hand, it's, it's just incredible that like to, to see how many new bands there are making music that like is my favorite music. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a musician, it almost, I think what's happened though a little bit is I become a very passive listener, you know, mm-hmm. like w- when I was growing up, like you were saying you had to buy the CD and it was, it was a much more intentional act. Like these are bands that I listen to. I am the kind of person who listens to like Skank and Pickle and Op Ivy. And like, those are the <laughs> bands that I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now if I'm being really honest, like some of the bands I listen to, I don't even know the name of, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so you, although it's really beautiful, there's a lot of it from the kind of like artist standpoint. Does that feel frustrating that there's just like, it's just, it's just kind of this machine. Yeah, I, I, it can. Um, it definitely can't, like I said, it can be overwhelming, um, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't have enough time in the day to, to listen to everything I want to listen to, you know? So that makes it even more incredible. Like when I hear somebody has listened to my full album, cause I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody actually listened to the whole thing because I'm so well aware of the many, 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 many things that are coming out. And the other thing that goes with that, which is kind of interesting is, I feel like sometimes it's this weird race and I'm really trying to not be part of that. <laughs> and What's but the then race? it's like, yeah, because it's so often right now, right? Like for people to stay relevant, it's about releasing mm-hmm. new things, you know? And, um, but it's like going back to going back to what you're saying, it's like, re- it really goes down to like, what is, what is breaking through? You know, like what artists are you going to listen to the full album of, you know, and how many of those, how many of those would you say that like artists do you have right now that if they came out with something new, you would just listen to it right away? You know, I mean, if I'm being honest, like, I'm, I'm trying to be as honest about this yeah. as I can, even though it makes me seem a bit like a dilettante. Um, like I just... I'll just, I just listen to Spotify. So like maybe I'll be listening to an artist on Spotify and a song comes on I really love. I'll make a play. I'll say, oh, like go to radio of that artist. Mm-hmm. Listen to that for a while. Hear something else I really love. Go in that direction. And then mm-hmm. if s- someone I find I really love, I'll listen to their albums for a while, their full albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I get pulled away in another direction again. You know, it just, it feels like I very rarely, I mean, I do sometimes, but like I very rarely 
will like turn off and dig into a musician's kind of catalog, like um, anything off of off of the streaming app. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean that's that's extremely common. I mean, that's you know, not something, it's like, it's not something to at. feel bad yeah, about. No. You know? Well, I feel bad because I I want to I want to support creative people, right? Yeah. Like, and I do, True. but like maybe not as much in music as in other venues. But oh, and so I have a unique stance on that because so many of my friends are creators, you know, um, and are writing albums, and it's like this gift that we give one another to listen to each other's albums, and so a lot of the times the full albums that I'm listening to are my friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I get to like tell them how how it made me feel and give feedback. And so like, that's, that's a lot of times, like I'll like, you know, lay down and listen to it at night, like with my headphones on. Um, and that's, that's like this gift that we give one another, like speaking of community, you know, and with friends and everything. Um, but of course, there's other musicians that are coming out with records that, you know, I'm going to listen to the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. but um, but it's also, you know, time is precious, you know, so all these world. things, it is it's a busy world. Out there. I know <laughs> <laughs> it's a very busy world out there, which the is why the I make ambient music. There you go. I know it's it, a way to slow down. It forces me to slow down while I'm making it. A lot of the sounds, I get field recordings and I'm out in nature seeking out the quietest places uh possible you know of just where all i can hear are birds and the wind and you know and so every nature sound you hear within my music is something i captured um so that's a huge part of the slowing down and then when i hear that it helped other people slow down and they actually listen to the full thing i mean like i said that's pretty pretty amazing you know that it's like gosh with all of these things uh, in the world you know um being able to listen um, having other people listen it's it's really cool yeah yeah like what a gift like they took the time mm-hmm. you know or you take the time yeah i mean i love like i mean i love that like i, I love that intentionality of mm-hmm. spending time sitting down listening to a record i think i do it more with reading like i was thinking about like mm-hmm. what's my kind of focus time like that it's like a physical book and reading oh yeah but we all need those yeah Mm -hmm. we all need those kind of like retreats from the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes the intense intense world hey um so can you i got a question for you Mm -hmm. so say someone was listening to this and they were really interested in doing something similar to what you're doing and they listen to you and they think, oh, well, she has this great community already of people to help her out and she can depend on. Like, say you were starting from zero today, like, how would you, what would be your, like, first step or, like, first couple steps to move in the direction of doing what you do now? Well, finish some songs. (laughs) That's a good first one. There we go. That's step one. Um, And... I would say listen to different labels and look at, you know, what labels you connect with. Um, Especially if you're making ambient music. I mean, there are a lot of smaller labels um, that are releasing incredible albums, uh, you know, monthly. And, you know, just finding, finding a place that you connect with and then at least a place and then start reaching out to people. Um, and then find a home for your albums. 
I mean, I think that that's one way to start building a community is to then, you know, be part of a small label. A lot of people are doing things, releasing things on their own too. And if you're doing that, you know, I think it's just about, you know, reaching out to others who you enjoy what they're doing and saying hello. Um, so many people are going to be ready to say hello right back, you know, and don't don't be afraid to to get out there and and reach out to to um, to others. I mean, the way that we really really started feeling like we had a community was through releasing um, our record, How We Heal, through Stereo Scenic. And we didn't know, I, I had no idea that that's what I was missing, was community. I was just, for a few years, James and I, we were completing songs. We had been, you know, we have hundreds of songs on this music library um, that we had written. And, you know, so we had been working on that a lot, but there was no other people for feedback, nobody to talk to with doing that aside from the people through the music library. And then, so when we released this record in 2020 and we had feedback and we had, a, you know, others and built, started building a community, I just was like, wow, I had no idea that this was something that I was even missing, you know, to be able to have other people to bounce ideas off of. And then from there, it just started growing. So I would say, you know, it's beautiful to be alone, but it's also really important to find others who light you up. That's very well said. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. And it almost seems too simple, right? Like mm -hmm. just start reaching out to people that you like. I feel that people think that they won't get responded to. And that's just not true. Like people mm -hmm. really do want to hear from you and they're really excited to help you, especially people kind of further along in their career mm -hmm. who like have been helped out by, well, I'll just speak to kind of my experience, but who have been helped out in their past, um, will offer more support than you could imagine, you know, and then completely. you start to build all this, all this structure around you. Oh, completely. And, you know, I've had, a, I've had people reaching out to me for advice, you know, like what, you know, what do you suggest? What do you think? And I've had a few releases um, that I've kind of helped facilitate this year through others reaching out to me and saying, will you take a listen to this? And, you know, where do you think would be a good home for this? You know, if any, and, I've helped connect people with others. That's really important to me too. I'm like, oh, this album sounds like it would be a perfect fit on blank label, you know? And and a few times it's actually panned out. And like to see that, like that I helped in any way give somebody the confidence to reach out to another label. Like a, and in one instance, it was like, oh, I don't think I could reach out to them. They might not respond. And I was like, I think you'll be surprised. And then, you know, two months later, the album's out on that label. So if anything that I could do to help others, just like, just try, you know, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but at least reaching out and at least being who you are and saying, saying hello, and here's what I've been working on. And um, yeah, just reaching out. I mean, you can do it in a way that's not, you know, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, just say hi. I mean, you know, and it doesn't have to be yeah, and you don't have to like oversell yourself or present yeah. some kind of like professional, yeah. you know, character to people. Just say, hey, I'm I'm making this stuff and I really like what you're making. I'm really excited about it. Like, could we talk yeah. sometime? And like it works all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> just like it's crazy yeah. how much it works. Yeah. It's like yeah. the, you it's know, like a superpower. It is. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, you know? no, totally. Um, so that, that would be sense. my main, that would be my main advice is to, um, but also do your research. If your album sounds like nothing at all that a, that a um, label is releasing, then maybe that's not the right fit. <laughs> so definitely yeah, sure. do your research, you know, but in doing so, then, you know, go from there. There's people out there that want to hear what you're making. They're always, you know, there's always going to be people out there. Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about your work? I would definitely say my favorite thing about my work is that it helps me slow down. It really does um, in, in the creation part of it anyway. And that's something that even if I have a lot of other tasks that aren't creation related um, throughout the week and for different projects, like I always will go back to continuing creating new things, you know, because that that that's the part that keeps me going, you know, and that's the part that really centers me. Um, that's really what I love most is that I'm able to like forget about all those little other things that I have to do, you know, um, for a second moment. It's wild. Like it's, it's like, I just, I feel like everybody can find that thing that they get lost and found in. And it might not be music, you know, it it might be cooking. It might be, you know, it might be, I mean, basketball, like for my son right now, like it's, but getting lost and found in something is, if, does that make sense to you? You know, mm-hmm. like where you're, yeah, it's totally. just. Yeah, like lost in the kind of, people talk about it like flow state. You're kind yeah, of off, like really, lost in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. But like, you know, a lot of people will say lost, but like, I'm like, I am so being found right now too, because it is, you know, it's where I, um, I'm really able to strip it all back. So that's my ultimate favorite part of it. I love that so much. Like I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's something that a lot of people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Something you can be lost and found. I like that. That's yeah, that's new because people do talk a lot about being lost in something, but mm-hmm. it really is about being lost, but you're like, you're lost and finding the yeah. thing that you want to be focused on at the yeah. same time, right? Yeah, it really is. It's it's yeah. this like, you know, present moment times, you know, a trillion feeling mm-hmm. that can come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, that is, that is very cool. <laughs> um, do you feel successful? Do I feel successful? I feel, I would say I feel, yeah, I feel successful. I feel like in the last few years that, you know, I'm always, I'm, I'm eternally of growth mindset. So I definitely feel like there's a lot of exciting things up ahead, but with what's, with the effort that I've put into what I've been doing, which has been a lot, I feel really grateful for where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So satisfied and looking forward to the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Um, here, let me, so there's a couple of different things. I'm So I'm just starting this podcast, you know, so there's a couple of different things I'm like trying out. So I'm like, yeah. try them out on you and see how they go. And Ooh. I'd love your feedback on how you feel about it. Okay, so finish these sentences. Here. Can you finish these sentences? I love. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really hard for me. I love so much. Um, <laughs> I mean, the first thing that came to mind is I love nature. I wish I had. The ability 
to make my daughters see how beautiful they are. Oh, that is so sweet. I wish I could. Let everyone know that they have creativity within them. I wish I'd never. Been scared to be myself. And now for the most uncomfortable question in the English language, which you can choose to answer answer or not, mm-hmm. is how much money do you make doing what you do? Uh, that really depends on what month it is. So I can't really answer that. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason I, I want to include this question in yeah. these podcasts is money is such a central focus of what so many of us do. And like, hopefully, you know, in a perfect world, we don't have to think about it that much. Right. But it's, mm-hmm. it's a driving force, obviously that keeps us alive. Um, but we never talk about it. Like no one ever talks about how much money they make. No one knows how much money they make, other people make. Um, and I think it'd just be really interesting cause I'm going to be interviewing a lot of different people who are kind of like in a lot of different fields, all kind of like cobbling their lives together from all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd just be really interesting for people to have some understanding of like, okay, like how much money are people making in these different venues and like, how are they getting by in different ways? But, oh yeah. I mean, for me, you know, it really does vary so much right now. And especially because, you know, with, with, I guess with everything combined, I would really have to break that down because I am also, you know, helping my husband with his, his new business, but he does mixing and mastering for others. And I've been, you know, helping with that a bit. So, I mean, do I include that? You know, do I include what he makes? You know, those are interesting questions. But, you know, when it comes to like exclusively myself, you know, that could vary like by thousands, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really could. So, yeah, totally. No, no. That, no that's one of the. Me too. It's yeah. like so many well, ups yeah. and downs when you're running your own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you have a physical location? Yeah. So I have Forage SF um, and we do foraging classes all around yeah. California. But then we also have Forage Kitchen, which is a shared kitchen in Uptown Oakland. And we have a bar and restaurant right. and rent it for event space and stuff. So, oh my gosh. yeah, I got a couple of different things going on. Um, but yeah, yeah, the kitchen, the kitchen income, yeah, is, is more stable. It's kind of people in the kitchen who use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Forage SF, which mostly supports me, actually, is more kind of kind of like no, you never know. <laughs> you know, there's no paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've heard the payments for streaming are really surprisingly low. Mm-hmm. Like, can someone who's not incredibly successful support themselves like on just streaming payments? Is that possible? It, is somebody who is successful? Or? Is, oh, sorry, no. Is someone who is not insanely no? Successful? You definitely you definitely yeah. can't. I mean, mm-hmm. if the the Spotify pay rate is like a hundred thousand streams is is under four hundred dollars. It's crazy. No, that's why it's so smart. Yeah, it seems like Bandcamp seems like a really good resource. It uh, is, you know, but yeah. then that, you know, you have to you have to, you know, be slowly building your community on there and um it's you know, it can be absolutely incredible for the release. We usually wait a month until the release has been out to then put it fully on streaming. I mean, now that's not really common. I think that that's something, you know, a few labels are doing. 
Um, but that's just something that within past inside the present that we connect with. Seems um, really smart to me, actually. Mm-hmm. And there yeah, are, because, yeah, yeah, there's some those people. thousand true fans to buy oh, yeah. vinyl and listen to, and they are so excited about it. And there's something, and they're also like VIPs, right? They're buying something that they can't get anywhere else at that moment. So they're part of your community. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it for seems sure. Like really, it's a smart, smart marketing strategy. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's like we're at this moment where everyone's like, there's all these platforms and you need to get many more followers or, you, or maybe you're trying to get millions of um, streams on Spotify. But the reality is that the way most people actually still make their living is by these like small groups of local people who care about them, who are buying their actual physical stuff. You know, <laughs> isn't it kind of ironic? Like, like yeah. you're not actually making money from Spotify. Like it feels yeah. I mean, you're not making money from Instagram, right? Or you're not making money from your Facebook group. Uh, like, I mean, you're making money through Instagram by sharing the thing that you hope people might go to. Some amount of money, totally. Yeah. yeah but I just think it's like in the end, it's in the because I think that if you focus too much on those larger platforms, it's really easy to forget about the like small local community that is actually mm-hmm. supporting you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like it's this mirage that it feels like you're successful because you have a lot of Instagram followers. But realistically, most people don't make much money off that at all. Um, and there's no rhyme or reason. There are some people who have large Instagram followings, zero Bandcamp sales and decent streaming sales. There's people who have no followers on Instagram who have large streaming and no Bandcamp sales. There's like every different hmm. version of it. There's absolutely no rhyme or reason to how it translates. Yeah. Well, it's maybe just it's focus. different. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's focus like you were talking about before. Like you really focus on the individuals and kind of like getting your community to grow that way. Um, whereas maybe someone who focuses a lot on Instagram, they're not focusing so much on the people emailing them. Because it doesn't feel as important to them, you know? They're like, oh, well, like, I'm not going to waste my time answering emails from, like, some random person in Idaho. Like, (laughs) I got to, like, focus on, like, posting more stuff on my Instagram, right? Yeah. Because they think that that's the way they're going to get successful. When in reality, it's like the person in Idaho is actually the person who's going to buy your record. Like, that's that's your people. Yeah. Um, So that might have something to do with it, too. Yeah, it could. Very interesting. But, um, you know, one of those things that sometimes I'm just like, I can't comprehend this all the way totally it's it's so hard to know why one person like it's so hard to know why one person's project is successful and one person's isn't right yeah it feels like just some kind of luck of the draw it really is you know yeah (laughs) yeah. um so cynthia thank you so much for being on the podcast this was a really great conversation and if people want to find your stuff where could they look you can find me on any kind of streaming platform, so Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and there's also going to be a link to my Bandcamp and my Instagram, which is just Marie Nice. Um, so you can find me on both of those places as that. Yeah, go to her Bandcamp. I want to go yeah. to your Bandcamp now. Yeah, I'm, check it I'm out. I'm excited to check out Bandcamp <laughs> generally. It seems like a really nice way. Yes, I yeah, highly just like recommend support it. artists um, easily. Yeah. Yes, do it. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Iso. Yeah, thank you. It was good talking to you. Good talking to you, too. Bye. And there it is. Another episode of How We Work. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot from what Cynthia had to say. She's a very, very smart lady. 
Thanks again. And if you like this episode, you want to share it with a couple friends, you know, that would always be nice to get it out into the world. And I got a lot of really good feedback from the reminder episode I did last week. So I think I'm going to do another one of those next time. Thanks again. And I hope you're having a good day.